since 2019 until this blew up in NAR's face, you said, don't worry about it. Right. Your defense during the trial was, this is ridiculous. That's not a defense. That's not good enough. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you're tuned into episode 296 of The Real Word. Word is up. We're this is our first ever recording in the evening. I, it is. We have been it's disciplined for almost 300 <laughs> episodes of recording Tuesday at 10. The podcast so goes up Tuesday at 2. I don't know if my hair looks two. better at 5 o'clock at night or if it looks better at 10 a.m., yeah. but I guess we'll I, see. I, I got off a flight today from Austin, so a little bit... A reshuffling here. This this pod's going up on Wednesday evening. Apologies. Um, we're recording on Wednesday evening of this week. Obviously, things change all the time, but here we are. We're gonna recap this whole uh, world that we are now living in. Oh. I came off of a flight this morning from Austin, Texas. I was at Zillow Unlock. You felt great about it. You it, were very optimistic. It was a, oh, I, I felt great about the. I love the conference. I love life. I loved my my tower I, of of. There was a lot of good things going on. All right, there was a lot of good things going on. Um, but they opened up the conference, they meaning Susan Daimler, president, by talking about... The lawsuit? They didn't say, hey, Sitzer, Burnett, lawsuit. Yeah. But they said, hey, we want to, everything going on, open up about some policy. Okay. They used the word policy. Wow. Uh, number one, they said access to data free and transparent. Um, number two, they believe in independent representation. They made it clear um, that they're not a believer in dual agency. It harms the customer. And then number three, fair compensation. Consumers should uh, understand everything clearly, and agents should should earn a fair compensation. So that so that, that that's kind of their sense. Now, just to recap from where we were last week, every single day, there's another story. Uh, every national headline has written about it at this point. One of the plaintiffs uh, came out and spoke. Yeah. As well as Michael Ketchmark. Obviously, mm -hmm. he's on the interview trail. Both saying the same thing, by the yeah. way. I think it was unfair. I think it was unfair. There's like a very... That's how like, they feel. There's a, a script that they've gone over. Oh, you know how, yeah, you know yeah, how they brought yeah, up yeah. real estate agent scripts yeah, yeah, during yeah. the trial? Yeah. The, the plaintiff obviously has scripts. This is the same plaintiff, Nicole. Oh, is the one that said like, oh, hey, I, I, said, I was able to negotiate... Well, that said, I had a fair and good experience with my Remax agent, but I didn't think it was fair that I ended up paying my Remax agent as the listing broker who then paid the buyer agent. I just don't think the system's fair. But when asked, did you have a good experience? Were you happy? On the stand, you would, you would think that on the stand, like, you know, you're under oath. This person is like, no, I wasn't happy. No, they said, yes, I was happy. My Remax agent did a great job. That was like the position, right? Right. So that it's that particular one that has spoken out and was interviewed, and um, and so now that we have a face to it, like he's out, you can go look him up. I mean, we could post it if we wanted to. Uh, Haley, not a big deal. Um, we're not trying to, you know, kill the guy or anything here. Uh, no, no, definitely that not. Was never. That, <laughs> that was never. Not trying to cancel the guy. Never. Let, let's let's not use that no, word. No, let's uh, not. <laughs> no but, targets on his head. <laughs> no, definitely not. You know what I'm saying. Not trying to cancel him um, no. or make his life a living hell. The no. point is, 
He's out there saying the system is unfair, and it's the same exact words that Michael Ketchmark is using. There are a lot of words. There are a lot of words being written. In the New York Times in particular, New York Times had a story uh, about the verdict, and it was the most commented article of the day. Okay. All right? So this is more than any article in the New York Times on... The war I, do you in think Israel. It, do you think it was more? You think it was mostly? Was in, it mostly Gaza's, agents that were commenting? I'm gonna get to some of these comments. Yeah. It was more than the war. It yep. was more than President Biden. Uh-huh. It was more than Trump's um, former president. Trump has his law stuff going on. Right, that's going on every day. More comments than all of that stuff. Here are some of the comments. Okay. Gary Arsenault, who's in Norfolk, Virginia. These are are now BAM.com. And these are right from, we pulled them right from New York Times. Real estate agents are salespeople with no product knowledge. They are like car salespeople who know nothing about cars. If you have a problem with your car, you take (gasps) it to a mechanic with product knowledge, not to a car salesperson. So we could sue the car people now because they're upping our prices. Yeah. Uh, Well, you know, Ricky actually Carruth had an example of how. Buyer agents used to be sub agency. Yeah. And he's like, you know, sub agency is basically like, you know, you hire agent, then some other agents working the deal. It's kind of like you hire a roofer and then, you know, you show up to your house and it's like, who are these four people on my roof? Yeah. I, you know, because I hired a contractor, GC, right. and then he's got, yeah, you know, some guys he picked up at the train station potentially uh, doing for, the roof. I guarantee he did. Um, real estate agents have a little lingo which masks their overall ignorance. I've always thought that it was odd that the seller pays the buyer's agent who is working against the seller's interest. So that, that's this guy from Norfolk, Virginia. Okay. comment. And this is why, you know, I made it clear in my 11-point plan, which we'll link up below of how to move forward, that being a full-time, all-in real estate professional, uh, you know, I've been a big believer of this for a long time, is really mandatory. You right. know, it's, it's, you need to provide a professional um, I mean, he, experience. he, I mean, he slandered real estate agents at least four or five different times in there that were, that were it kind of essentially were idiots. Right. So th- th- you have views like that though. Yeah. And, it, and it is because of the low standard and bar of entry. He might've had a bad experience. I'm just, I'm just taking a face value. There was a lot of these kind of bad comments. Um, you know, here's another one. Our last experience buying a home was in 2012. We would like to move again, but the experience was so traumatizing that we are staying put. This is from username CD. Staying put. The first home we were considering has serious construction flaws that unfortunately we were able to ascertain due to prior experiences with home ownership. Most buyers would not have been aware of what to look for, and the inspector was afraid to cite these issues for fear of losing business from the realtors. Well, the inspector could lose their license for doing that. What? If that was true. I, you know, some of these things like that one where it's like, is this what you thought or you have evidence that the inspector didn't bring up structural well, issues the with the home? The inspector that you hired. You should be suing if you have you evidence that the inspector him. did this. I didn't. The agent didn't hire him. That that comment there is where you go a little bit the other direction where you're like really but what they're unwilling to move because like I'm staying in it like this house is too small I'm staying because I'm afraid of real estate agents like are we like boogie monsters <laughs> and and the, and you know if you read into this comment basically the agents have you know 
the engineers and the inspectors. Oh, in they, they hired an independent engineer to prove what they suspect. Like agents control everything here, right? According to this one, that's why they can't move since 2012. Wow. Uh, anyways, get the most out of our content at BAM by joining BAMX. You can use code REALWORD to get 10% off of BAMX today. Like our YouTube accountability group, all of our courses, live streams, and direct access to our BAM creators in our Facebook group. You also get our daily downloads from the hot sheet every single day. Join BAMX by using code REALWORD to get 10% off today. You've got um, Morgan from, with well, a capital G, Morgan, I, I would assume, from New York City. Uh, the good news is like stockbrokers and life insurance agents, their days are numbered. AI machines will completely replace the real estate industry in less than five years. Now, Zillow, which I was just, you know, at their, their deal there, yeah. they disagree with that. Over 90% of consumers want an agent. Um, Rich Barton said since founding Zillow in, in over 20 years being in this industry, uh, he knows and, and it's been consistent year over year that consumers want independent representation throughout the transaction. Right. And that should be, you know, to their point, fair compensation that should be negotiated. Everybody should understand the right. fees, et cetera. Now there was some uh, comments that were more favorable to agents or, or at least neutral. There wasn't many of them, but, but some of them uh, were, were more favorable or neutral. Max from New York city said, must be highly incompetent lawyers. I think we've agreed with that when mm -hmm. we, when we look at, NAR's defense mm -hmm. um, and their lack of defense. There is no conspiracy and no one uh, if is forced to pay anything. And that's, you know, a big deal there. It's like, Huge. who was forced to pay something? Right. You know, where was the gun to the back of right. the head? Yeah. Uh, the listing agent asked for 6%. The seller of the home is free to negotiate that down. They often do. Or they can sell the apartment with their own with no agent. They hire the, li the listing agent. Listing agent then... Offers half of their commission to, I mean, this person is, you know, obviously it's not always six and three, but this is the example that yeah. this person is using. Um, but this person says it's pretty straightforward. I'm amazed they lost. You have Noli from Maine who said, isn't the commission paid delineated in the agreement between the seller and the real estate agency? We may be an exception, this person from Maine says, but when we sold a house a couple of years ago, we knew what the percentage of the sale price was the commission. Um, everybody, including all the defendants, knew it because they all signed a contract that said this percent of the sale price is going to be the commission. Right. Everybody so what, knew this. And 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 again, I, I Coldwell Bank. I know Coldwell. I know Coldwell Banker's contract only because I worked there for a bit. The, on there, you actually write out how much you're offering out on the contract yeah. too. So the seller is even a part of how much of many that contracts you're then, across yeah, the country. I just that. I'm only referencing that one because that's the only one I know. And when we bought a house in a different state, we knew the realtor represented the seller. So now they're going on the buy side. Hey, we knew that the realtor represented the seller. Uh, I'm sure some people get ripped off, but it pays to read the contract. Like basically what this person, Noli from Maine is saying is you're smart. If you read the contract, right. you're the opposite of smart. When you don't read contracts, when you sign contracts and don't read them, you probably are the opposite of smart. You're mm -hmm. in that other category. Well, that's when you start getting the feels that's, and you feel like, yeah. yeah. So, 
So, so that's some of the feedback. New York Times had a, a lot of feedback. Now, I don't agree with a lot of the speak out there where it's like agents shouldn't have an opinion because they're not attorneys or agents should put their head in the sand and not worry about this and just, you know, control the simple things in life. I think agents should have an opinion on this. I think agents should be knowledgeable about this because I've had, I don't know if you've had it, but I've had people that are outside of the industry ask, read articles. I haven't yet. I've had a lot of agents asking me, Nicole, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? A lot of people that I spoke to in Zillow that, that were at Zillow attending that were brokers and team leaders across the country have had clients of theirs reach out to them and ask questions. There are enough articles, CNN, Fox News, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, where your consumer is seeing this information, curious about it, right, and not being fully educated on it, taking the taking the line from NAR, which has existed since 2019, which is don't worry about it, isn't good enough anymore. Right. You need to have a stance on this. You need to have an opinion on this. Yeah. But you need to back it with facts on what's going on. Now, I'll be clear here. I do believe NAR and the other defendants when they say this is going to get drawn out because we will appeal. Appeal. Uh, Tracy Casper, the president of NAR, put out a video, five-minute video without background music, Nicole. It was so good. It was well, without, I mean, it was better. It was without background music this time. I, it's, honestly, it was funny, though, because she sounded exactly the she, same in this video as the other one. Like, you just... There was a lot of words. It was five minutes. She said, we are going to appeal. And so I, I do take that. That is the consensus here, where it's like, there's going to be a... We're not attorneys. We don't know how the appeal process is going to work, if it's going to work, well, not work. Well, they've been saying that from the beginning. I mean, it sounded like both sides were going to appeal, you right. know? Yeah. So... Right. If it didn't work out the other way, there's going to be appeal that way. There's going to be appeal and a long appeal process. Now, I I have no idea. This is just a guess. I think the local uh, courtroom in Missouri, if this thing goes all the way up to the Supreme Court, which I'm hearing that's NAR's goal is Supreme Court with this thing. Mm -hmm. They believe they're going to have a much different type of chance against okay. the Supreme Court than they did in a local court in Missouri. Now, there's other ones that are going to play it on between there. You're going to have Illinois next year. You're going to have different courtrooms. But that's what I'm hearing is actually the goal. Let's go to the Supreme Court and lay yeah. this thing out. There's just a belief that it's going to be more favorable. Now, Tracy Casper also said some pretty questionable things on this video. She also said, you know, where do we go from here? I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah. In since 2019 until this blew up in NAR's face, you said don't worry about it. Right. Your defense during the trial was this is ridiculous. That's not a defense. That's not good enough. That defense right. doesn't cut it. And then you're you're handed down this verdict, and now it's like, well, I don't know where we go from here. But um, make sure everything is transparent. Way to be a leader. Well, it's just like, hello? <laughs> that, really? That's it? I mean, at least I was able to offer an 11-point plan, which is available. Um, and, I, and I do think this industry is going to lean into leaders and professionals you and away to. from yeah. people that don't know anything. One of the issues I had with the defense, and I'm not an attorney, but um, one of the issues I thought was pretty obvious, it just makes sense, was, okay, you've got 
these plaintiff witnesses mm -hmm. that have sold a home and you didn't have their specific agents like when we were, were able to ask questions. Right. So Tracy's like, you know, I heard from a lot of people. She's watching the pod. Thank you, Tracy, if you are. But um, I've heard from a lot of people that said, you know, we didn't have any agents. We did. We had so-and-so who was the um, ex-president <laughs> ex president of NAR like over a decade ago come up. And just because she was in Tracy's shoes years ago, you know, you were technically yeah. a realtor and sell homes. No, that's not what I'm talking about, Tracy. Right. I'm talking about the five witnesses for the plaintiffs. Where are those five agents right. that were in the business in or these that last wrote the five contract, years? Had the conversation. Wrote the contract. Here's the contract. The co like, right? Like I circled it. We initialed it. Like whatever it is that and, you did. And we're not. Listen, we don't have a law degree. No. So maybe attorneys know better than us, but. It just seems to make common sense that if there's a dispute, okay, this plaintiff said, and we have this documented, the plaintiff said, the plaintiff witness, rather the, the home seller said, my REMAX agent tra treated me fairly. Okay, great. I, I might turn to the jury and say, wow, treated fairly. Great experience. Yeah, great experience. Okay. Now I might go call to the stand the agent that right. offered the great experience. Hey, in your great experience that you delivered the home seller, uh, how did you get that contract signed? What conversation did you have? Right. Did, did you talk about what you're going to be doing right. in your services and offering to the buyer's Right. Instead of in the office, the old NAR president. Yeah. Then she said, we also had it in economist. Okay. So you had Lawrence, you and the chief economist on there who, who puts a couple slide decks out a month. Yeah, I don't think you're going to resonate with somebody who makes $800,000 a year to put a couple side decks out a month with this jury in Missouri. Right. Get the agents that are in that local market. Yeah. In that community. And I would even I mean, I would even go f as far as as like talking, I don't know. I mean, I, I think you could also break it down cuz I think everyone thinks that we're make again, they're watching these I'm just cuz, you know, Netflix just released their 7th season of Selling Sunset on there, it always is saying how much the commission is like, and that's and the problem with that so show. So now everyone thinks that like that show is top line number. It, it doesn't get into okay. It you know that show is actually doing us a disservice. That's what on I'm that. saying. Yeah. So the people are sitting, the, the the jury is sitting there thinking these people are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, yeah. doing nothing. When really, again, it's split, and then it's this fee, and then it's taxes, and then it's the marketing that I paid. Like, I, there's again, no expense list. There's there's no right, on like that have show. There's the no agent go on there and show what they did yeah. to market the, the house too. What their expenses were. Netflix. What their or, electric key was. What their MLS do is like. Well, all, none of that, yeah, that, that. Some of that stuff doesn't matter. But what but, does matter is Netflix or whoever does that show. They put the top line number of the commission because they want the number to be big and eye catching. Right. But they don't say. Agent A and Agent B. But everyone thinks that. I mean, split. think about when you put a like a 1.2 million. Everyone's like, oh my God, like I'm going to come to you. Come to me for 1.2 million. Like I might be able to like put food on my table for like just food for like six months. Like, like, come on, people. Like, yeah. it's like that. That's when it that's when again, I, I, I'm not blaming Selling Sunset, but that's the opinion that people have. Of so, it. Yes, people have this inflated opinion. Uh, when and you're then running, bringing the suit on there that is actually making a million. Yeah, when you're running a business, taking the liability, there's 
There, the point is, it could be 99% commission. Nobody would ever do that. But these things are negotiated. It's like, what is a fair compensation? Okay, obviously 99% of my home value isn't a fair compensation. Well, is 0%? Would you like to work for free? Okay, so it's not zero. Okay, so let's figure out what a number is. Right. Okay, and, and for everybody, it's going to be a little bit different. The other point, uh, you know, is there are in mo most of these markets really every market across America, there is a history of people just selling their home on their own. So for sale by owners do exist. Why wasn't that option exercised if you didn't want to pay a commission? So that's a whole nother part. Now, what's happened since then? Well, just yesterday, uh, you, you can pull this. I don't know if we're going to have a BAM article uh, by the time this goes up or not, but it's, it's on housing wire. Uh, no, this was this the article was, just came right now, 4.30. Yeah, the, the article came out today. Yeah. Right before we started recording this. Yeah. Illinois homebuyers file second commission lawsuit, and it may be the largest one yet. Okay, so there's a lot of lawsuits going on. I'm going to, we probably should do another article on BAM where you've, we just can this, break down all, all the lawsuits. The, all the lawsuits. Because yeah. after the verdict in Missouri, you had Michael Ketchmark, the lead attorney for the plaintiffs, file a national lawsuit. We mentioned those seven brokerages and others, right? Uh, as well as the NA NAR, uh, and that is similar lawsuit to the one that they just won, and now it's going to be national. Okay, right. Compass is involved, EXP, uh, and and others, and so uh, there you go. Now you already had Morell, which had been sitting here in Illinois, which was already bigger than the Missouri one because it was just bigger scope. Right. Very similar lawsuit. Okay, so that one is starting in quarter one. That one does have class action status. Right. Now that's sellers, very similar to Missouri. Now you have Illinois home buyers. Okay, so, so the sellers are saying in Missouri, Sitzer Burnett, which verdict last week, Morell starting quarter one of 2024, Illinois as well, um, Sitzer Burnett being Missouri. All saying, well, these are home sellers saying agents have conspired to inflate our fees. Right. Well, now home buyers are saying agents have conspired to inflate their fees. Well, no, they purchased the, their price. Their price. Yeah. But in the other one, it's the sellers pay the now. So, so you're boiling this down to some belief out here, and there's a comment. Um, in one of these, uh, one of these many, are, I mean, there's just so much content here. It's, it's crazy. But there is a, a I don't want to misquote exactly where it came from. If I find it, I'll, I'll, I'll source it here. But there's, and you've probably seen these quotes. They're all over the place. That home prices would be reduced. The cost of home buying would be reduced if this conspiracy doesn't exist. Okay, so... If you took agent fees out, home prices would come down. Who, which homeowners are willing to reduce the price of their home? Right. I, that's where who I want to hear from. Which home sellers are willing to take on all of the work right. to negotiate, to market, well, again, to pre-market? And in that situation, too, if, if those people didn't hire the home inspector and the and the... The agent did in that situation where they said that the home inspector was 
colluding essentially with the agent. Would you even know a home inspector to help you? Like, would you? Well, that does. You can find a home inspector. No, but I'm just saying, like, you don't necessarily always know all the steps. Yeah, but that, that's fine. You no, I I agree. Yeah, but you can find a home inspector. I, I'm hearing you. That's not a, that's not like a, a a big deal. My point is, do you want? To go through all the steps when when most people stay in their home 10 or 11 years. So do you want to spend the time to learn all the steps, take the money to invest in the proper steps to set it up the right way? Do you actually want to go through that or do you want to hire it out with the service? You know, I need a new bathroom. I can go to Home Depot. I can get the materials. You know, a bathroom remodel, you typically, you know, one would argue maybe depending on where you live, you have to pull a permit. But if you're just remodeling tile and that, yeah. you, you don't really have to you do the really permit. So do you want to go through that process of learning how to tile, putting in a countertop of the painting, or do you want to hire that service out? Now, right. when you do decide to hire that service out, you do typically pay a general contractor. There is a margin attached to the work. They don't right. come in and be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do all this work for free. Usually these days with the contractor, you go get the materials. I'll show up with the workers and I'm going to charge you. Right. One and a half times materials. And, or my, two and, times and his hands material. don't ever get dirty. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But you've decided I'm going to go out and hire that service. So that's the decision. Now, if you make the decision whether you're going to do the service yourself as the home buyer or the home seller, right. you're going to take on the job of representing yourself and all that comes with that. The, even the legalities that come with that. Mm -hmm. Lawsuits will be on the rise if oh, for sure. that if people are, like are not being represented. Disclosures and lead forms. But where are the home owners that are now going to say, oh, there's no agents anymore. I'm willing to sell my home for less. In the markets where there's low inventory, which is like everywhere, home sellers are going to get as much money as they possibly can. Now right. comes the debate. Love to know your thoughts down below and everything that we're saying here and how you think this would shake out. Now comes the debate with, okay, could you actually learn the skills to position the property, to navigate the negotiation, to do it? you know, legally and fair with equity and all, all this stuff. Could you uh, actually net yourself more money, right? There's a lot of agents that are going to be able to go in there, top agents in these markets and showcase, hey, by hiring me and using me and my fee, I can actually net you more money right? than you would do it on your own. And, and that's where it's like, I'm sorry, it's like, okay, it's like the commission is irrelevant because I'm netting more money and I'm, saving the time. I'm not doing the right. work. I'm not doing the service. So this, this, going back to this new lawsuit, it's going to be called Baton 2, known as Baton 2, after the lead plaintiff, Maya Baton. Now, this is seven home buyers that have come together. I mean, these these folks are really disgruntled Well, it's funny, people. though, because the sellers are saying that they're paying, but now the buyers are saying they're paying. This new lawsuit, Baton 2... Includes Compass, EXP, Redfin, Weicker, United, Howard Hanna, Douglas Elliman. Um, unlike the Sitzer Burnett, Morrell, and Gibson, which is the new national one, which Ketchmark announced 
last week. Mm-hmm. NAR is missing from the list of defendants. However, the trade group's presence is heavily felt in the plaintiff's complaint because they say they're going after people that used MLS yeah. and NAR MLSs. Um, what, what are the plaintiffs looking for in this new homebuyer lawsuit? The seat is see, uh, seeking suit is seeking class action status, a jury trial, a damages award, and a permanent injunction preventing the defendants from establishing the same or similar rules, policies, or practices in those challenge action in the future. Interesting enough, in Tracy Casper, president mm-hmm. of NAR, her video, she said that there could, in Missouri, still be a rule that comes down that stops, you know, clear cooperation, you know, uh-huh. things like that. Um, certain practices. She's like, we don't know. That could could be coming, obviously. Um, this is the first... The, the first is a nationwide class, which consists of all person who, Nicole, since December 1st, 1996, through the present purchase of the United States residential real estate. That I wonder why 96. <laughs> yeah. And then the damages class is also December 1st, 1996. Maybe that's as far back as they can go. Maybe. That could be as far back as they can go. Um, the nationwide class is In seeking indirect, injunctive relief. Indirect. Damages class is seeking hmm. monetary damages. So they're, they're looking, injunctive relief means we're looking to make change. In the real estate industry. Now, when Michael Ketchmark was asked about this, it's interesting. His uh, Gibson lawsuit names the same brokerages as this one. But when he was asked about this one, he goes, I don't know anything about it because we're not involved in that one. But it's the same exact brokerage as the one you just... They asked him if there was communication between this Illinois for Baton 2 and his um, Gibson lawsuit that they just put together. Now, the Gibson lawsuit is going to be potential to be even... This one here is going to be potentially be larger than the Gibson one, which is a two hundred billion plus lawsuit. Okay, this catch mark is saying, well, yeah, but we didn't we didn't talk about it. Um, this new one, and uh, you know, we're we're not talking about it. Um, you know, we're, we're dealing with our our own. They're seeking damages though in Gibson of two hundred billion that could rise to six hundred billion. Troubling. None of this money's out there, by the way. I don't know where where this money w- w- would come from. Um, but Michael Ketchmark says he's not talking to this Illinois attorney, but he is talking to everybody else, all these interviews, as well as the U.S. Justice Department or Department of Justice. He's talking to um, significant and ongoing talks with the DOJ, which, of course, is also looking at NAR and real estate. Uh, he, he confirmed this to Inman on Monday of this week. Um, they're looking for... After trouble, $600 billion in the new lawsuit called Gibson. We're in alignment with what the Department of Justice wants to make real estate part of the free market and to get NAR out of rigging the system. We think it is a real opportunity for change. Ketchmark's tar- talks with the DOJ have occurred before, during, and after Sitzer Burnett trial, in which jury last Tuesday awarded this $1.8 billion in damages, which will go up to $5.36 billion uh, with treble. Obviously, again, that will be appealed. NAR is being very um, stern on that, that they are going to appeal. So a lot of conversations, still a lot swirling around. Um, I still believe in the, the plan I put out last week, the 11-point plan. Yeah. You can grab that down below. I still believe. I feel like this is a drinking game now. I still believe you got to be full-time time right you now. you say 11-point. 11 point plan. I yeah, mean, it's, that, it's, it's, it's time. I mean, it's time for that. It's pretty easy stuff. You got to be full time. Yeah. You got to be able to position your services and articulate your services. Um, you know, right now, th- these are things that you've always had to do, though. Right. You have to separate yourself 
from the herd of agents that unfortunately have been able to jump over the low bar that NAR set. You've got to pull yourself far away from that. NAR has confusing messages. I would love to speak to the new CEO. Love for her to, you know. Have you reached out? uh, Well, through um, Haber, we have. um, Jason Haber, who's leading the NAR Accountability Project, he's reached out. He wants, like, we want to do a little town hall with her on BAM. Wow. That'd be amazing, right? Like in Naples again? No, like a virtual. So everybody can have access to it, free and transparent. Yeah, of course. Um, Makes sense. But obviously, I haven't gotten any word on that. That'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, that would be so cool to be able to speak to her. She's outside in the industry. Um, you know, I've heard I've heard about as much as I need to hear from our, you know, the NAR president, Tracy Casper. She doesn't really say anything. No. And then when she did, she's like, where do we go from here moving forward? She doesn't even have an answer for you. Like, at least put out a, a little something. Right. Um, you well, know. or yeah, I mean, there's enough people behind you to come up with some sort of answer. I think the ultimate answer is... Uh, from their perspective, is this going to get dragged out? Well, you better have better representation than you had from 2019 till today because your answer in the Missouri court was that this is ridiculous. That was an inadequate defense. Right. Or what was their, in their closing argument? Use common sense. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. common sense tells me you failed miserably yeah. and you're going to need different attorneys uh, going forward. So we'll continue to monitor it. I love your thoughts, Nicole. Final thoughts on there's just so much here it's hard to like it's it's over especially at 5 30 at night it's very overwhelming after a long day there's a lot there is a there's a there is a lot and i think it, i think your little article would be helpful to sort of break it all apart um yeah to to have every different because yes. they're gonna we're gonna have to do it i table. don't think and i don't think we're done i don't think that's the point i don't think i don't think anyone's done yet i think this is I mean, the floodgates are going to open. There's going to be a lot more coming lawsuits, which means more and more people inside your community, inside your database, are going to continue to read information on this. Are they going to be reading New York Times commentary, or are they going to be getting commentary directly from you, that your negotiations in your community are free and clear, are clear and transparent? Right are free of any conspiracy, uh, are are very much, here are all your options, you know, out in the open. Is that the message you're going to be sending to them? Um, that, he, you know, the contract going over with everybody in your community so that they understand it? Is that the approach? Or is the approach going to be, you know, I'm going to put my head in the sand and see how these appeals shake out? Because if that's your approach, meanwhile, everybody in your community is going to craft their own opinion on it. Right. And I'd rather be the person that is, you know, on the other side as opposed to to the New York Times. So that's the approach I'm going to continue like to take. we need a town hall then. Let's we need go. a town hall with Nakia Wright, the CEO of NAR, um, who has media experience. So I think she would actually perform quite well in a town hall experience. Yeah. But we, we need better answers than what we're getting from Chasey Casper. NAR uh, is hanging on by a thread. Yeah. Leading into next week where they have their NXT conference in our next. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, in Anaheim. You go? No. I'm going to St. John oh. to relax after all of the too much nonsense that's been going on. But that trip's Do you think you're actually going to relax? 
Like no computer, no anything. That's gonna be hard because if there's like news that breaks, am I gonna be under a you know a mango tree somewhere? Mango? They have mango trees there? Probably mango trees. Or floating out in the coconuts. The floating Um, bar. Let us know. Join the community at BMX. We're supporting each other in there through all of this. You have code real word down below. And we'll see you guys in the next pod. Keep it real. See you guys.